Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Australia's favourite podcast on all things dogs. Yes, it's doggy pod time. I'm Dr. Rob Zammett. And I'm producer Stephen Peters. And in this week's episode, it's a little bit different this week, we're going to explore the full life journey of a dog. From puppy to teenage to adult, middle age, and finally the twilight years. I'll give you some tips on all those things. You know, what can you do during that journey to help your dog through each stage of its life? And once again, thanks to everyone for sending in your questions to thedoggypod at gmail.com each week. And we'll um, always answer your questions, uh, at least one of them each week. And there will be one later in the show. It might be yours. Anyway, we'll, um, we'll get to that in a moment. But firstly, what's been happening in the clinic this week, Rob? Date palms. Date, date palms. palms. Yes, date mm. palm seeds. And the weird thing, Stephen, vets and vet nurses will tell you it always happens in threes. This was the third one for this year. Here we are recording this halfway through 2021 and the third case of a dog that swallowed a date palm seed. Yeah. How, how big are they? I'm not, uh, not familiar. Probably um, in the old scale that they vary from half an inch diameter to one inch diameter oh, quite quite big yeah and they get stuck when especially when little dogs ingest them the seed and you know, often they'll pass them through but not uncommonly they get stuck in the intestine and in this particular dog it was really bad the dog had been uh, sick for a little while when we opened it up boy the intestine was just black a lot of the intestine was black and we, but did these people have date palms? Yes, they have. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people have, yeah, those palm trees. The, nearly everyone has a, a palm tree somewhere in their area that mm. they'll see. Mm. Dogs, for some reason, like to pick them up and play with them and swallow them and then pick up another one and chew on it for a while and then swallow it. And you've got to be a bit careful of those. 
And so this dog had a fairly sizable one that had stuck in there, been there for a little while, I'd say, because a lot of the intestine had to be removed. And I really, this was early in the week, so I didn't know how it was going to go. Two days after the surgery, I had to cut out the intestine and rejoin it. It's called anastomosis from one end to the other. And I couldn't believe how much intestine I had. I just had to remove it. It was black. It was no use leaving it there. It would kill the dog. But lo and behold, all was well in the world because... This dog the other day ate some food and two, uh, next day went to the toilet and seems quite happy. It's Whether it will develop diarrhea constantly through its life, I don't know. We managed not to cut um, certain vital parts. We didn't have to cut what's called the ileocecal junction. That's where the small intestine meets the large intestine. If you cut that out, you're in trouble. Didn't have to do that certainly missing a lot of intestines. So the other thing we've got to make sure is that it can still digest lots of its food. It's going to have to be fed very differently in the future, highly digestible foods that you know, give it lots of energy very quickly, um, not have to overwork the intestinal tract because there's not as much intestinal tract to, to <laughs> work there. What sort of breed of dog was it? Uh, this was a little Bichon, just ah, a little okay. Bichon. And there you go. So it was uh, less than 12 months old, but... Beware the date palm. Yeah. Okay, um, we're doing something a little bit different in this episode, and that is Rob is going to talk briefly about all the different stages of your dog's life and the sort of things you should be looking out for, maybe doing a little bit differently as it goes through those different stages either by what food you're giving it, what exercise, and yeah, a whole bunch of stuff, because that's what Rob does, because he's a vet, you know, you can do that sort of stuff. Um, but let's start with, uh, I guess the first one, your puppy. Yeah. So when puppies are born, of course, they're blind and they're deaf. They can only smell and taste, and they can do that with their mum, so they, they're okay. About two to three weeks, a lot of their senses start coming into play. The other senses, the sight and the hearing, and it's important at that stage that breeders look after them properly and ensure they don't get a fright or too many, you know, some noise. You want some noise for them because that helps them adapt to different noises. And we play a radio for our puppies very often and, and change the station from music to talk back. So they've got that sound going through all the time and they learn to hear human voices. Also, plenty of interactions with people so again breeders often don't like other people come in oh you'll give my puppy disease you'll do this yeah if people are clean and they know how to wash their hands they're not going to give your puppy disease and just patting the puppies gives them a little social interaction should happen early 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 in life and puppyhood goes through till six months but you know the weaning is going to be a stressful time that they usually get weaned somewhere between four weeks and eight weeks. What's the best the food? Breed. What's the best food for a puppy at up to six months or so? Um, look, just a very good quality puppy food. There's lots of good quality puppy foods that breeders know about now. And, yeah, we've talked about them on the show. Uh, the advanced people make a very good food. And there's other companies that do really good foods that you can use for puppies. Specifically for puppies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Because at this stage... As they start to grow and up to you know, the first six months of life, 
their calorie intake has to be usually somewhere between two to five times that of an adult dog. Double to five times the amount of calories because of growth. During this period, their calcium level that they need is 550 milligrams for every kilo of, of animal. And as an adult, it's 225, half of that. Mm. Their calcium and phosphorus ratio has to be balanced, has to be 1.2 calcium to 1. Forget the numbers, but what it's saying is your dog needs quite a, a reasonable amount of calcium. It's got to be balanced. You don't want to give it too much. You don't give it too much phosphorus. People are giving a lot of meat and just meat in the diet. It's basically phosphorus with no calcium, and they think, oh, it's natural because dogs are carnivore. Yes, the dogs are carnivore. It's not just a meat eater because meat, you know, if you say a carnivore is a meat eater, well, you're wrong. The meat is just what we see in the butchers. The carnivore is a animal eater. It eats the whole animal. It eats all the bone. It eats the cooked uh, um, vegetable matter in the intestinal tract of the herbivore that it's eating. There's a whole lot of other things other than just meat. And if you don't balance out the diet properly, that's why dog food companies literally spend billions of dollars on research by now getting that food right. That's really important. Socialization at that time, wow, critical. Those stages of life at, at four weeks, at six weeks, at nine weeks, at 12 weeks, really important stages of good socialization and lots of good interactions with people, just all happy interactions. No no banging noises and frightening the dog or what are you doing yet? The dog's just a puppy, for goodness sakes. Just give it time to, you know, people, I can't believe the number of people have said to me, oh, he's not doing this, I got him and he's not doing that. He's only a baby. Mm. Yeah, they expect more from their dogs than they do from their kids sometimes. So give them time. The other thing you should do at this time is get them to walk on different surfaces even. Yeah, slippery surface versus a, grass area versus a gravel area versus concrete because I see it all the time they come to our clinic and they say oh no you can't walk on that surface it's slippery we've got to keep the floors clean and fairly shiny so yes it is a slippery surface to some extent we have non-slip stuff on the tiles but the dog's not used to being inside he's not used to all those other things because he's never been socialized there are critical stages of socialization they all occur pretty much in the first 12 months of life, and most of them occur in the first four months of life. Which brings us to the next stage, which I guess we're calling the, the growth stage. Yeah. What, what years are we talking that would fall into uh, the growth stage? Anywhere from, they start growing pretty fast. From four months, they really start sharpening it up as far as growth rates are concerned and that goes on right through until they're depending on the breed some breeds are done by six months the little breeds some of them are finished they're growing at six months others nine to twelve months and the giant breeds up to even 18 months for their growth stage that's their growth stage meaning that they they've they've kind of reached their full size yes that's right not full maturity they'll still mature take it yeah some some of the breeds will take another 18 months on, so about two and a half to three years before they reach that adult maturity. But they are certainly finished their growing at that stage. So then we go through to, I guess, you know, we've talked before about teenage years in dogs. Is there a teenage period before sort of full adulthood? 
Yes, I think anywhere between six months to two years, depending on the, on the, the breed. breed Again, yeah. can, some breeds are even a bit longer. That's when they really have to be, a lot of the training has to occur at that stage. Yes, you can teach an old dog new tricks. I've done it before and I've taken on um, some old dogs that I've inherited over the years and, and trained them up when they've been in a difficult situation where they've been confined for many years. I had a seven-year-old dog and by the time he was eight, I was doing obedience trials with him. Mm. But then again, I'm an experienced uh, person with dogs. I've had them since well, I was a kid when I started obedience training. So that's okay for me. It's more difficult for the dog hasn't been trained and you're not someone that knows enough about dogs and you're trying to rescue a dog. So please put time into it. The easiest way to do obedience training in dogs is find a club in your area. They are very cheap, very reasonable. The people volunteer their time to be part of that club to instruct you. They instruct you on the best way to train your dog and you do how many hours a day? Between five to ten minutes twice a day and your dog will be very well trained in a few months. But you have to put the time in. If you do that during this adolescent period, you will end up with just the best relationship because the other thing it does, it gives you that bonding time. And remember we talked during this time, they can have that what, what's often called the second scare period where they just become a bit fearful of things for some reason. Not all dogs, but the hormones are starting to, to manipulate. Even the dogs that are D6, they still have hormones, mm. other hormones, and so be mindful of that. And if you're training your dog, you straight away got a great bond with the dog. It'll be not just a great friend. He'll be a natural protector of your place as well. Um, and he'll never be a nuisance. He'll just be part of the family, like you hand in glove. Unbelievable. Which leads us to, I guess, what will be the most amount of time spent with your dog, which is yeah. their adulthood. Yeah, and if you've done your training and done your socialisation, it makes you know, walk in the park. Hmm, and literally. During, yeah, and that's what you should be doing during adulthood. You know, some walks in the parks, some walks along the beach, and your dog's well socialised, so you can take him to these places. Uh, be careful if you some of the people that take their dogs to these leash-free areas, just big, buffy dogs that have never been trained. You, you don't need to have interactions with those dogs for your dog because it can lead to disasters, and I've had that happen in recent times. So just watch what dogs are available in the leash-free area if you want your dog to go there. Uh, there are other areas that you can take your dog to. And if you live near a um, near the ocean, then some of the beach areas, and we, I don't, you, you know, out here I'm not too close to the sea, no. but my dogs hop in the back of the car and we go to a leash-free area where we can have dogs on the beach. They just love it. The reason I like that is it teaches them to swim and it prepares them for what will happen later on in life. Like what? Well, when they're very old, I don't like exercising them a lot. You know, they, they don't like be, being exercised a lot because of things like dementia. They get a bit frightened about going out too much. Uh, you find that they you know, get, get a few hundred yards sometimes or half a kilometre and, oh, let's go back home. That's enough. But if they've been taught to go to the beach and swim, non-weight-bearing exercise during the summertime, during the warm months, it's just excellent exercise without any problems on their joints and their limbs because that's what you're going to be trying to look after as they get older. At that stage when they get older, you've got to cut back on calories. Never make your dog fat any time through its life. 
Well, I was going to say, in those sort of twilight years, should you change your dog's diet because it's not exercising as much? Yeah, look, I often Or just feed it less? The, the most unusual, I get people, you know, dogs 10, 12, 13 years old, what else can I do for my dog? I want to do more. Often doing less is what you need to do. Mm. Your dog's got to that age because you've looked after him so well. So don't get worried about it. Just give him less. The things that I often say is when they're young, watch their calcium and phosphorus level. Keep them um, growing and keep them healthy, but don't get them fat. Never get them fat through their life. As they're older, I do like some of these things that you can add to their diet. Um, things like glucosamine with chondroitin and New Zealand green lip muscle. Both of those are excellent at helping dogs' joints. There's no doubt about it now. Um, as I said, we've inherited this old dog, and we've, I noticed that she was getting a bit slow and whatever. We've added that to her diet, and wow. And it's very cold here at the moment when we're recording this. It's, you know, we're giving into winter, and this dog is sprightly as anything on those things. So there are additives that you can use. Antioxidants to avoid dementia later on, great to add to their So where do you get antioxidants well. from? From your he, vet or, or he, he, just... No, just a chemist. Human antioxidant tablets, because the antioxidant tablets have also been shown to decrease a spinal degeneration called degenerative myelopathy. It's where the the fat that area around the the spinal cord degenerates, and it causes some knocking, if you like, in the cord, and it causes problems and paralysis. Eventually, antioxidants. Cornell University did a study and showed that antioxidants in big doses will help relieve that situation. So why wouldn't you give it? Mm. It's not going to hurt the dog. Antioxidants, some glucosamine and some uh, New Zealand green lip muscle. And there are other things that people will use and tell you it's fantastic. And that's fine. If, it, if, if you honestly think it's working for your dog, that's great. Uh, but sometimes we just think it's working because we're giving it and we want to believe it is. Just be mindful of how your dog's activity levels change. Antioxidants, won't, you won't see any change, but hopefully it decreases the Internally, rate of degeneration yeah. of things and helps them with, with things like dementia in, in old life. So if your dog's getting on a bit, maybe it's worth a quick trip to the vet and have a chat and work out what's what are the right sort of yeah. extra things yep, to give yep, your dog, yeah, talk supplements. To, talk to the vet. I mean, the other thing that I always say with older dogs, I like to have a blood test for them every year or two. You know, it just varies. We have blood tests regularly when we get older. The mm. doctor will say, it's time for you to have your, your blood panel done, and they look at everything. And we do the same with dogs. You can take a dog to the vet once a year, even if you don't want to have vaccination once a year because you don't believe in over-vaccination. Your dog goes out there, has a blood panel, whoops, liver enzymes are up, so we can give something for that, or kidney enzymes are a problem. Whatever it is, it can be addressed. Or, no, your dog's perfectly healthy. Well, I won't change a thing. Mm. You, know, you, you have that good knowledge that your dog is healthy. For me, yeah, that's a, an essential part of a dog getting older. Yeah, old dogs deserve a lot more that sometimes from that point of view rather than what other foods can I give them. It's not the food. It's just that little bit of TLC. Warmth for the old dogs is king. I love keeping them warm and soft bedding. Uh, the right type of exercise, non-weight bearing exercise as much as possible or on soft sand at least. And then just a regular checkup just to make sure everything's going well. There you go. There's the whole life cycle of your dog explained by Dr. Rob Summit. <laughs> it's more complex than that, you'll find out. But yeah, if you just if you do the basics, yeah, you know, the old the old basics, go back to basics mm -hmm. and things go well for your dog. 
Alrighty, thank you everyone for um, sending in your questions for Dr. Rob at uh, the doggy pod, one word, uh, at gmail.com. And uh, we are slowly working our way through them. Uh, and so keep listening, yours might be up next. But this one comes from Jeff. Now, Jeff says, Hi, Dr. Rob, my dog is now 12 years old and has a habit of just staring at things like the wall or a chair or anything. And she will stare for about 30 minutes. What does this mean? She looks like she's in a trance, it says here. So, yeah, I've, I've seen dogs do that. Yep. They just kind of stare at nothing. So assuming, this is serious, assuming there's no termites or other pests in the wall. <laughs> That's one of those dogs that can detect termites. Oh, yeah. They'll just listen to mice. Yeah, yeah, right. And there's mice plague in Australia well, at the moment. So well, assuming it's nothing like that, yes, yeah. uh, then... The big worry is cognitive dysfunction syndrome. It does occur in dogs. Cognitive dysfunction syndrome is dementia. It's similar to Alzheimer's by any other name. Yeah, we talked a little bit about this in a couple of a couple of episodes. Ago. Yeah, and I did say that. Yeah, you know, they say that twenty eight percent of dogs that are between eleven and twelve have some degree of cognitive dysfunction syndrome. And the, when I read the whole paper, it says, well, it's probably higher than that because a lot, a lot of dogs with the symptoms never go to the vets anyway and never get diagnosed yeah, yeah so that's very very true so very common and you've got to look at things is your dog ever disorientated is your dog having different interactions with you or with people it knows or with other dogs or cats is your dog's sleep patterns changed especially at night they often stay up at night um, house training is your dog lacking that house training it's all it's always been good with house training and never you know, we always go outside and all of a sudden mm. now i'm just gonna do it in the corner and then things like staring of course at nothing nothing yeah is, is another sign of it these are the things and the things that we do with it is um uh, just watch out for uh, yeah to make sure the dog never injures itself because they can just wander into pools and other things like that. They so do. if your dog starts doing those kind of things that you've mentioned, yep. they should go to a vet. Yep, yep, because you vet and go to a vet in the meantime, start antioxidants because we know that can help with repair of neural tissue. You're not going to get total repair. And the dog won't so it does back. actually repair the it, neural pathways. It helps, it helps. Mm. Yeah, trying to repair, it, help, it repairs... Neurological growth factors are produced, which help repair of that. Okay. And so it helps. And give them a more enriched environment, change the environment a bit, so you're giving them things that they're enjoying. As I said, obesity can really bring on dementia in dogs, so make sure they're never obese. And then talk to your vet about what drugs you might want to use. Antioxidants are not drugs. You can just get them yourself from the chemist. Mm. But other drugs, um, which you can get yourself, like melatonin and valerian to help sleep patterns, your vet may want to dispense a drug called vivitonin, which is a, a drug, which will also help with the repair of brain patterns in, in the dog. And that's, I've mentioned this before on the doggy pod, I'm always amazed how some of the dogs, not all dogs, respond to it. Some dogs makes no difference. But the ones that do respond, it's not just a little bit of response. People say, wow, it's my old dog back. Wow, okay. Yeah, and so you've got to keep those drugs going till the end of life. But, yeah, so what if you get your old dog back? The dog gets a bit of a life back. 
I just hope I remember to take them when I go to, when I get dementia. <laughs> so be aware that uh, you know you might think your dog's sitting there staring, watching the TV. Uh, he, he's not actually watching the TV. He might be he having. He may not be. Yeah, yeah he may yeah, be if having it's an old dog. Thing. Yeah, just, but they'll often look at things like just sit there and look at the chair or or look at um, a wall. Is a very common thing. Yeah. Some blank wall, and they just do it for no reason. And they can be doing that for well, according to according to Jeff here for thirty minutes or so at a time. Yeah, that's right. Well, okay, that's a that's a, a dead giveaway, folks. If your dog's doing that, off to the vet. Quick sticks. Okay, as you can hear, all the dogs around Dr. Rob's surgery are barking, which means they're saying, come on, you guys, you've been in the studio too long. We want to play or take us for a walk or do something. So, dinner time, dinner so, time. So we better go. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, keep following us on Instagram and Facebook because there's always new stuff we put there and, uh, and tell you about each week's episode, of course. But as always, Dr. Rob will say goodbye in his special way. I wonder if you can think of an attribute that your dog has in the manner it lives its life. If you can, you can use that attribute too as one of your role models for your life and it will be a better life. You can't go wrong. See you next week. Yes, we're coming. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.